Studies have shown that insects can be another great alternative to meat as well as a sustainable source of protein. PhD student Mackenzie Wade first experimented with eating bugs from Petco. She tells us more about her experience. My name is Mackenzie Wade and I'm a PhD student at UCSB. I'm in anthropology and my research is on edible insects. That's great to hear about. And I know that you're an advocate for edible bugs. Um, What was your first experience like of eating one? Yeah, okay. So first off, I want to rephrase just advocate for edible insects. I'm more of an advocate for people talking about and thinking about edible insects. I think that it really offers a lot of for us to just think about and consider why we eat what we eat, um, why maybe should we change the food that we eat. Uh, Okay, and so you asked what my first experience of eating insects was. And when I was an undergrad, I was taking an environmental anthropology class, and I started looking at the impact of the livestock industry. And I got super frustrated, kind of just down on it. And I began exploring alternative food sources, as many of us do. And this was back in 2013, 2014. So insects really weren't something that had been talked about much, but I sort of found this topic and I decided to experiment with it. So I actually went to Petco for the first time to try insects. And I go to the counter with my like little box of crickets and the guy is like, oh, is this for your lizard? And obviously I'm not going to tell this guy like, no, I'm going to go cook this up in my stir fry and eat it. So I was like, yes, it is for my lizard. And I just made up some obscure lizard that I had and um, ended up cooking it up that night. And I really fell in love with just how amazing of a food source it was. It was an animal protein. I could get that in my diet. And I, um, yeah, kind of jumped into the, the community from there. Yeah, it was crazy to hear about how you just went to Petco and just got your insects from there. Um, I saw a study that talked about insects possibly being a meat substitute um, because of their flavor and how eating them is pretty good for the environment. Can you talk about other benefits to eating the insects? Sure. So I am a vegetarian. A lot of people who eat insects in the U.S., they do follow some sort of alternative diet, whether they are vegans or vegetarians or try to minimize meat in some way. But insects are animals, so they do provide the same sort of nutrient profile as animal meat. Um, They have B12, so a lot of people that are vegetarian, they have a really hard time getting B12 because it's something that we can only get through um, animal protein. And that is in insects. There's good fiber, good fats. uh, the, The protein is really high quality. It's good for your gut microbiome. So there are a lot of really great health benefits to eating insects. And environmentally, because insects are so small and they can be raised in such large quantities, so unlike traditional livestock that they need space and they need these things, insects are, they like to be in close quarters with one another. That's sort of a natural environment for them. They can be raised with a lot less land, water, feed, One really great thing about their feed sources is that they can be raised on sort of compost material or food waste that would traditionally just go to um, the landfill. They can actually break that down. There's some really, really cool innovation that's possible with insect feed. So mealworms, for example, can actually digest styrofoam. 
which is absolutely mind blowing. Like if we can think about a food system in which insects can be breaking down these materials that right now um, cannot be break, broken down, that's really cool to think about the prospect for then eating the mealworm after it's eaten styrofoam. We probably wouldn't want to consume that. And I think there there's would be a lot of innovation needed to make that insect then consumable. But still, there's a lot of potential there for rethinking the ways that we're using our food waste and incorporating it into nutritious food source for ourselves. Yeah, that's really interesting to hear about. And it sounds like there are plenty of other environmental benefits rather than just eating them. Um, And I know that in the U.S. it might be a little bit strange to be eating bugs, uh, but in other parts of the world, it's completely normal. Can you speak on why there's that divide when it comes to seeing bugs as food? Yeah, this is a great question. I think this is actually the most important question. So like you mentioned, insects are eaten all around the world. So some of the most popular places that come to mind Parts of Mexico, like Oaxaca, people eat a lot of insects, a lot of places in Southeast Asia and parts of Africa. But when we think about this question of why, why are they so isolated into certain areas and why do we not eat insects in the West or the global North or whatever term you'd like to use? And people have different theories for why this may be. Some people say, well, insects in North America, they're just not as large or nutritious But if you look through history, you actually see that in North America, there is a very long history of insect consumption. So indigenous communities have eaten insects in areas that are now the U.S. or in Canada for a long time. And so if we think about this question, really what it comes down to is this, this, I mean, colonialism. It's, It's the way that food has been really stigmatized and in some ways used to say what is correct, what is the better way of living and eating and being. And when we look at just how food is sort of this method for controlling populations, this is just one of the many ways that that we see the impacts of colonialism. And so when we think about this disgust that we have in our body, disgust is a really, it's something that we feel. Maybe it makes our stomach turn. It makes us feel faint when we look at something that's disgusting. But what anthropology does is really show this relationship between something physical, like this feeling of disgust, and something more cultural that's actually learned. And so by really thinking about why we may feel this certain way towards insects, and really engaging with why that may be, what's the history and the context, the context of it, we can think about ways that we can then maybe subvert this or look at this history, think more critically about the way that we experience things like disgust. And I know that you're very active in talking about edible bugs and just bugs in general. Can you talk about how you did that within the community of Santa Barbara? Sure. So like I mentioned, insects and this entire topic of edible insects, it's so great for engaging with all these many different topics. And it allows everyone, so everyone eats, right? We all have a stake in the game. And it allows us to all think about, well, why am I feeling this disgust? What do I eat? What do I consider to be good or not good food? And everyone can sort of think through this sort of thought experiment of, how to change our food system to be maybe more sustainable, more equitable for the the future. So I think this topic is really great 
for kids, obviously it's kind of a natural thing for kids. So I've spoken for a couple different uh, groups in Santa Barbara. So Crane Country Day School and a couple different Girl Scout groups, um, the Moxie Museums, these different local places that the kids have been really, really engaged in this topic. And they are always ready to sort of explore and to think. And it's a great topic for introducing to kids, but also college students as well. So I teach a lot of different classes on campus in the TA and we always engage with insects as food and we get into a lot of really great discussion about why we eat what we eat and historical context and all these things. And then I also just in my daily life, I'm always talking about this topic because it's something that people are always really interested in, in discussing and engaging with. Um, so I'm interested in hearing how people usually eat them. Like, do you incorporate them into different dishes? Do you eat them alone? What methods are used to consume them? Sure. So it's great to think of this maybe in levels. So people who are really, really averse to eating insects, they really don't envision themselves ever incorporating insects in, into their diet you could start at like a first level. So that will be insects that are incorporated into foods that we're already already really familiar with. And what's great about insects is that you can dry them and grind them up into a flour. So you can make all kinds of things. You can make cookies. There are protein bars. There's a company that produces tortilla chips and the insect isn't visible at all. So it's just kind of these really like popular protein powders and things that are available all over right now and really popular. You can just add it to even smoothies, um, all of these things that are really common in our day-to-day diets. So the second level I think would just be eating the whole insect but incorporated into a dish. So people, uh, a really great chef to look up is Chef Joseph Yoon with Brooklyn Bugs. And he's making really, really amazing, beautiful dishes with insects. And you could start, I think second level would be starting with something more familiar to us, like crickets or mealworms. These are great like entry-level bugs that people are, are more familiar with. They're also just more raised in the edible insect industry, so you're going to be able to find them more easily. And they kind of just have a nutty, earthy taste. Usually they're, they're pretty dried and flavored. So you're not getting um, too much like, what, what would you say, insect taste, I guess. Um, the third level, like full experimental, is really, really exciting. There are tons of insects out there. So there's over 2,000 different types of edible insects. And you can, you can really get creative with the flavor profiles. So some insects are going to have much more of a meaty taste. Some truly, truly taste like bacon. I think Mopane worms, when they're um, dry, they, I think they taste a lot like bacon. So there are a lot of really exciting insects to experiment with out there as well. I would love to hear about how you decided to go to Petco um, to get your insects. Was there not as wide of like an edible insect like community that like developed snacks? Like you said, tortilla chips are now available. Was that not like a thing um, a couple years ago? Yeah, so I think around 2014 was really when the industry started to gain more traction in the U.S., before that, uh, I think maybe a couple had, had sort of tried something, but after 2014, a lot of companies started to develop 
that we're producing insects for human consumption integrated in these more familiar products. And the industry really has exploded since then. And you can see, you can find all these different products, lots of different bars. Like I mentioned, the tortilla chips, um, really cool chefs are integrating insects into their menus. So it's becoming a lot more popular. And if we think about just in our community alone, there are a lot of places that you can actually get insects. Um, some of these, they vary depending on um, when the, the groups have ordered them, but Old Town Coffee in Goleta used to have exo protein bars, so protein bars with crickets. Same with Backyard Bulls downtown. Ralph's, they had Chirps Chips. Uh, in the Arbor on campus, you could find some dried crickets. So you start to see them pop up more and more. And this is something that back in like 2013, 2014, really wasn't, you weren't able to find it. And now I think a lot of people have at least come across this topic or they have seen it written about in the news. They see the products on the shelves. So that's really, really exciting to see all this movement and how people are really just getting interested in this topic and ready to accept it. And do you think there's a reason for the boom in this topic? Is it things like climate change being more sustainable? Yeah, 100%. This transparency that people are starting to realize the food that we eat isn't always the best for ourselves, for the planet, and they're looking for alternatives. And I think people now also, they want to get creative. They, they don't want to just trust what's on the package or um, eat what they've, you know, seen on the shelves this whole time. They're ready for something new. And I think they're ready for really like radical ways to eat or, or radical ways to at least change the way that we think about the food that we eat. And insects, I think everyone in this space will tell you, insects are definitely not the catch-all solution at all. Are insects going to um, completely move us away from traditional livestock? No, probably not. Are they going to make the entire food system more sustainable? No, probably not. But they do provide this new way of thinking about the food system and they do provide some potential ways to to make a more sustainable food system. Yeah, and I think that's a very important thing to be discussing, um, especially with the whole movement of sustainability right now. Is there anything else you'd like to add or any information on how people can find more about edible bugs? Sure. I just want to mention one thing because I just think it's really cool. Um, so obviously one way to find insects in our community, I think go traditional. So there's a lot of people from Oaxaca, for example, in the Santa Barbara area, Santa Barbara County. Um, if you drive up to Santa Maria, you can definitely find some really great insects from Oaxaca, like chapulines or escamoles, which are ant eggs. And I really encourage you to explore in our community and find insects like that. A really cool thing too, is that a lot of these people drive back and forth from Oaxaca and they bring insects with them and they sell them on like Facebook marketplace. So I also encourage you to do a little deep dive and see if you can find some from someone from Oaxaca. Um, I think that would be really cool. So I encourage you to ex explore. Also feel free to get in touch with me. My email is mwade.ucsb.edu. And I run a little platform called Santa Barbara Bugs that I'm always just happy to answer questions or to chat about insects. 
perfect. And just one final question. Um, what is your favorite insect that you've tried so far? All right. This is probably going to be a surprise, but June beetles. Those like annoying things that are flying by you at the pool on a summer night. June beetles are super, super tasty. Uh, like I said, with the different categories of insects, this one would be like in the third category because they are, I don't want to say juicy because people are so adverse to that, but meaty. They're meaty insects. They really have, if you cook them right, they have kind of a, a meaty, bacony, smoky, smoky sort of flavor. And yeah, I think they're super tasty. That's definitely something that I'll want to try one day. I'll probably have to work up to it. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks so much. It was great to talk to you. That was Mackenzie Wade, a PhD student in anthropology at UCSB studying edible bugs. You can find her platform Santa Barbara Bugs online and on Instagram at Santa Barbara Bugs. For KCSB News, I'm Jennifer Yoshikoshi.